Do you ever find yourself confused when it comes to health and fitness? Have you been searching relentlessly on the most effective ways to achieve your fitness-related goals, only to find yourself even more frustrated? Well, we've got you covered. It's time to learn from the best, shorten your learning curve, and truly understand how to achieve your goals without spinning your wheels and wasting precious time. Welcome to the Minimum Effective Dose Podcast. Welcome back to the Minimum Effective Dose Podcast. I am here with Brett Jones. Brett, how are we today, my friend? I am fantabulous. That's a great, that's a great word. And uh, that's not a word that gets used <laughs> enough, right? Fantabulous. It's right up there with scrumptious. Like what? Uh, um, pardon, pardon you? Scrumptrelescent. <laughs> it was something from, it was like, it was a, it was a Will Ferrell thing. And he was like... That is scrum trelescent. And it's not even a word he made it up, but it's like, it was definitely one of Will Ferrell's like <laughs> gag reels on, uh, it could have been like from Anchorman or something else, but man, I'll tell you what, it's, I actually- it has a very- Doesn't it? It's like uh, San Diego. Um, anyways, um, <laughs> by the way, you know what I watched- Because that is night? right, actually, San Diego is right where my brain went. So, <laughs> I know it is. That's 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 the sad part. Apologies, um, apologies to the to the listeners. I watched the other night, and I don't know how I went down this rabbit hole, but I was watching outtakes from Step Brothers and outtakes <laughs> from Anchorman. And honestly, like if you just want a belly laugh, because the 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 funny part is actually watching them laugh at each other, and then you're just dying because they can't hold it together, and then they lose it. So. Um, mm. Yeah, that was uh that was pretty good. So if you want to laugh, just go go to YouTube, get some outtakes on uh on Anchorman or, or Step Brothers, and uh that'll definitely make you smile a little bit. Um, unless you're not human, because if you don't like those, come on, that's that's some good stuff. Um, so today's podcast is not about that, although we could do one on movie quotes. Um we were gonna I I think we should call it Where's the Beef? Because that's a nice old what reference, what what restaurant. Wendy's, dude. Of course, some people don't realize that. So we're we're not going to talk about beef. We're going to talk about where's the cardio, and more specifically, where's the cardio and iron cardio. And that was a question that someone had asked Brett um, when he was posting about iron cardio. And today, I figured we'd talk about some of the um, sort of different types of adaptations uh, that sort of occur when you're training with kettlebells or when you're doing maybe traditional cardiovascular work like running, jogging, etc. So. Um, Brett, where's the cardio? I have no idea. Um, so let let's let's go. Uh, if we kind of maybe put this in order, let's let's talk traditional cardio. What people uh, typically think of that? Uh, then let's talk about you know iron cardio and and some of the the applications that that we get into. Um, and I think it. the bridge in between there, so we'll, we'll talk about traditional cardio, the bridge in between is swings and snatches, uh, jerks, some of the things that we do for our quote conditioning work within the kettlebell world. And then we'll talk about iron cardio and, and uh, what it means to use a more strength-based approach uh, and trying to achieve some, some cardiovascular benefit. So broad strokes. Um, a cardiovascular activity like 
walking, running, um, cycling. Uh, what we see is um, we are pumping blood through the body. He said, uh, Sherlock Holmes, uh, very, very wise, um, very obvious. Captain Obvious is where I was headed, not Sherlock Holmes, but Captain Obvious. So we're pumping blood through the body. Um, we're using it. Um, obviously, we're going to talk about the heart, the cardio in cardiovascular um, training. So what we see is uh, blood returning and going into the left, uh, um, sorry, um, uh, right ventricle lungs to get uh, repopulated with uh, oxygen, get rid of the carbon dioxide, back in left ventricle, boom, uh, pump it out uh, through the system. So what we want is we want a lot of blood going back into that left ventricle. We want that big stretch that we get. Then we want the big contraction to be able to pump the blood through the system uh, as rapidly as as we need. Um, so that's the broad strokes. Yes, there's an exercise physiologist somewhere that just fell out of their chair or is screaming at their computer or phone right now because of the way I simplified it. But um, that process, um, as we get into a steady state uh, cardiovascular activity, uh, we see this good stretch and good pump uh, out of the heart that allows us to uh, continue with that cardiovascular activity, running, cycling, whatever the case may be. Um, there's the gas exchange that's occurring uh, in the lungs so that we're getting rid of uh, waste products like carbon dioxide and things of that nature. And we're getting the oxygen back in, which the working muscles need. And once we get past that ballpark three minute time frame where we've, uh, if we're doing a more steady state activity, we've got uh, the aerobic system kicked off from an energy system standpoint. So that oxygen exchange uh, becomes, becomes really important. So in an activity like running or cycling, um, what we see is, is uh, I refer to it as low tension in the body. Um, so it's easy to pump, quote, quotation marks, please, easy to pump the blood uh, through the system. Um, and the, the energy system conversation, because we've talked about that before, um, you know, obviously if we're alactic, you know, we're not worried about the oxygen yet because the activity is brief enough to where we're using the energy in the cell. Glycolytic, we're starting to get uh, a little bit of uh, a lot more waste product and, and problems, and we're trying to deploy that aerobic system. So the cardiovascular system and the pumping the blood and stuff like that is happening kind of in concert with, it's certainly influenced by it because as we accumulate waste products and we, we have to increase heart rate, and respiration rate in order to turn over oxygen and, and waste product. So it's, 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 it's in concert, but focusing more on just the, the, the pure cardiovascular work. Yeah. And, and I think the one, the, the way that I tend to look at it is um, when I'm writing programs, I tend to categorize it uh, sort of three different ways. Um, and, and look, this is, this is just my brain <laughs> organizing this stuff that you don't need to do it this way, but um I always try to look at sort of what are the adaptations that I'm looking to to get out of, you know, the, the specific workout or modality. And uh, certain adaptations will happen based off of the modality that you choose. And uh, so, for example, um, if you are looking for 
just a good solid aerobic adaptation um you want to do something sy systemically right so this could be you know jogging biking um rowing um that's your honestly that's your old school's kind of road work zone two i mean i we used to call it road work now it's called zone two i don't care what you call it it's all the same stuff <laughs> um and uh there are some fantastic adaptations uh from that um but at a certain point uh and, and depending on the individuals that you're working with um the way that I look at things is just there's going to be upper body biased sort of choices or selections, um, and there's going to be lower body biased selections. And, and a lot of these, uh, the, the reason why I categorize it this way is simply due to the fact that um, certain activities are going to bias that. So if you're doing a lot of sled work, you're going to bias your lower body. That's just how it's going to be. There's a lot of time under tension if you're going to you know be doing you know sled pushes or drags or you know, sort of lateral step overs or whatever you want. If you're going to be doing a lot of sled work, if you're going to be doing um, a lot of maybe hill running, or if you're going to be doing a lot of even like some lateral slideboard stuff, that's some pretty lower body dominant based stuff. Um, there's going to be a component of, of muscular endurance that's going to be into play there. And uh, then if you look at on the sort of the opposite end, um, you know, upper body dominant based exercises that still can be considered cardiovascular in a traditional gym setting. You're, you're looking at stuff like battling ropes. You know, you got to use your arms. Yes. You can drive with the hips, but your arms are, you know, holding onto the ropes and they are going to experience some sort of fatigue. So you've got that. Um, and then ski ergs. Um, and then I would say at first kettlebell training, but then what tends to happen is um, you kind of check the box of the localized muscular endurance, and then it starts to become systemic. So in a way, what I guess what I'm trying to say here is, is if you really want to get good quality systemic work, if you do a lot of muscular endurance, both upper and lower as well, or prior to, in my opinion, you're going to expedite that process and, and have some different types of adaptations. Um, if you've ever swung a kettlebell and you did a bunch of volume and you've never done it before, you're probably going to notice for a, a little bit of time your forearms hurt, maybe your hands hurt, maybe your biceps hurt, maybe you feel like your ribs and, uh, you know, your serratus. Like it's interesting if you've never done a lot of kettlebell work and then you go to do it and then you feel like after you're like, man, I'm just like, I'm, I'm a different sore. And that's because of yeah. the fact that you, you, when I said, maybe you overreach, that's not a big deal because anytime you try something new, there's going to be some sort of delayed onset muscle soreness. If you actually accrue a decent amount of volume, but, um, uh, you start to notice that the limiting factor is not the lungs. It's something else. And a lot of the times it's um, everything else. And then the lungs are kind of part of the journey. So, um, but that's, that's tough for people to get because it, there's a lot going on there. Right. And and that's that interplay between the energy systems and waste products and, and uh, the way a local muscular endurance situation can actually uh, show up as a quote, low low cardio situation because mm -hmm. you've produced a bunch of waste products you've had to increase your heart rate and blood flow in order to try to deal with that and but it's not really quote the cardio system that was uh that was insufficient it was you couldn't even get into the cardio system the way you wanted to because your local muscular endurance uh, hampered you and so mm -hmm. we get the burn we get this this inability to continue the whole system has to then react and that that can show up as a as a factor there um and you know just clarifying a little bit um path of blood through the heart um uh, because i started to feel bad for for glossing over it um 
the blood that's been out in the body, right atrium, goes through tricuspid, right ventricle, boom, out to the lungs. The magical stuff happens in the lungs and the alveoli, and we exchange gases. Uh, left atrium into the left ventricle, left ventricle out to the body. Um, so that's, but that path becomes important because as we, as we transition from more traditional cardio zone to road work, uh, to your point, however we want to refer to it. And now the middle point for me is swings, snatches, uh, jerks. And, uh, I've talked with some folks about this. The closest thing, um, that we can get from a, a traditional kind of cardio standpoint to compare swings and snatches to is rowing. And what we see in rowing is when you uh, come forward on the, on the carriage and you're in this very compressed position and you then go to drive uh, push with the legs, you know, initially the arms are just uh, holding on. And then as we're finishing the legs and finishing with the arms, there's a, there's a moment there of pretty intense pressure uh, and when I know in the past, when it was looked at, uh, what we see is this idea that, um, when you have to pump against a pressure like that, um, rowers actually show some of the strongest hearts when they looked at, at Olympic athletes, rowers showed some of the strongest hearts and it's because they have to press against this pressure. This is why an elderly individual will sometimes pass out using the toilet because they go to bear down and pressurize and their heart can't pump through the pressure. So it hits the reset switch <laughs> and the reset switch for your body is you pass out. Um, and not a great thing, um, but that's why we tend to have some hesitancy with Valsalva and breath holding and pressurization, uh, especially when people have a, a heart condition or with an older person who's deconditioned. So rowing for, and swings and snatches uh there's there's a nice bridge i think between the traditional zone two steady state cardiovascular activity and things like iron cardio uh because we have to work against a pressure uh what's happening though in swings and snatches uh versus something like iron cardio chains complexes things of that nature is uh it's rhythmical so that that moment of pressurization is a very brief moment of pressurization. You know, we hit the bottom of the hinge. We've had our sniff in. We have our little bubble of pressure that we push against the ground to our exhale. We have a moment, dare I say, where we can relax and then enjoy the float and the bell comes down or we've locked it out overhead in the snatch. So that rhythmical and repetitive nature of this very brief pressurization uh, gives us a nice little corollary, I think, with rowing and puts swings and snatches uh, in a great way to train uh, a, a cardiovascular adaptation uh, and uh, power uh, at the same time. So depending on how long we go, we can target different energy systems and, and things like that. So um, I, I think that bridge in between uh, of swings and snatches and correlating it to rowing um, makes a lot of sense for, in my mind. No, you know, absolutely. And, and I think um, even, even while you were sort of describing, um, you know, the, the, the movement of rowing, it's, 
you know, I, I thought of the kettlebell swing. We always say in the swing, you know, the hips drive and the arms guide. And it's, it's kind of a very, very similar philosophy when it comes to rowing, the, the legs and the lower extremities are doing the majority of the work and the arms are kind of finishing. Um, and, uh, if you, if you do it in opposite order, you try to pull with your arms and then have your legs go second, um, you're going to be very, very inefficient. So therefore you're going to get tired. Um, and then this, this is an interesting thing and it happens not only in kettlebells, it happens in, and, and, and especially in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, it happens, um, in anything that's new is when you are new at something, you are inefficient at something you suck at it. So when you suck at something, you're going to have to pay more attention and you're going to have to utilize more energy to, uh, to get things done. And, and a lot of the times that will look like you could have poor cardiovascular fitness. Is that the case? Or is it just, you're doing something that is taxing your body in a completely different fashion and you're so inefficient, um, that it's very, very hard for you. So like, for example, um, you know, I, I could, I can train jujitsu and I can go on the mats and, and I can do, you know, eight to 10, five minute rounds with a minute off in between. And, and I can go all day. Now, if I'm going with my head coach, it's a different conversation, right? But for the most part, I can go all day. Um, and you know, but if you ask me to go out and run for 40 minutes straight, I'd be smoked. Um, and is it because I have poor overall cardiovascular fitness or is it just, I'm trying something that I haven't done in a long, long time and I'm inefficient at, therefore, um, it's going to look as if I'm not in shape, but it's just because I've never done anything. And that's the one thing I want people to really think about. Well, a great, uh, corollary that you just made me think of or story that, that emphasizes the point is, uh, Lance Armstrong, um, arguably one of the highest VO2 maxes that's ever been tested, obviously extremely successful, uh, in cycling, um, regardless of any thing that was going on, uh, surrounding that, uh, goes and runs his first marathon. And I think he was like just under three thirty, which for a first marathon, <laughs> I mean, it's pretty darn good, but for somebody that has one of the highest recorded VO2 maxes and somebody who is definitely in great cardiovascular shape, the change of activity made him look very average, mm -hmm. uh, in his marathon performance. So, uh, exactly to your point of when, when you're get involved in a new activity, um, and there's that local muscular endurance, the change in the impact versus the cycling, uh, for, of running versus the cycling, um, and, and just all of those things created, um, a, a challenging, you know, situation for somebody who is very cardiovascularly adapted. And, and, and look, you can look at that two different ways, right? Um, you can look at it as, oh man, I stink. Or you can look at, Hey, there's an opportunity. There's a blind spot. And when you're working with athletes, your goal as a coach is to try to find those blind spots, right? I mean, you know, a lot of the times when I'm working with my fighters, I have to determine what is the low hanging fruit. And a lot of the times, um, if these guys look good in the gym, maybe they just suck at jujitsu. Maybe they can't strike. And that's why they're, you know, they're having issues, right? Maybe they're so inefficient at striking around the ground look, I could get them to run a friggin', you know, a, a five minute mile. Doesn't mean it's going to help them in the cage. It'll help them maybe last a little bit longer and, and maybe delay the fatigue, but, um, they're just simply inefficient. Right. And, and when you do something that you've never done before, you're inefficient, but don't, you can't blame that on poor cardiovascular fitness. 
I mean, that could be a component of it, but it also could be the fact that you've just never done it and you're not good at it. Um, and it's going to take some time to get good at it. And uh, when you're not good, you um, you are inefficient. And, uh, and and that's one of the things that we see. And, and um, you know, it, it happens a lot in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. People come in and they're like, oh, I run. You know, I, I run all the time. I'm like, cool, great. You, but that's running. No one's trying to strangle you yeah. while you're running. Well, hopefully. <laughs> um, so like, it's just different. And um, that's why you, you know, you, you hear a lot of uh, people that have been in the wrestling world. It's like, well, if, if you can wrestle, you can do anything else because like grappling and wrestling might be one of the most taxing things you've ever done. Um, I don't care if you can run a marathon, you, you know, go, go spend two minutes on the mat with an experienced individual and you're going to look like a a dad chucking his three-year-old toddler around. I mean, that's, that's what it's going to be. So, um, efficiency plays a huge role in it. Um, but inefficiency is, is, uh, well, efficiency is good, but, um, efficiency can be bad too, because if you're looking to make large jumps in your cardiovascular fitness, if you're too efficient, you're going to need to do something else to change it up. And that's when you have to change programs or modalities or trying to target different energy systems or whatever. So, um, it can be double-edged sword. Definitely. Um, I, I wrestled in high school and, and for quite a few years and, you know, we used to jump rope for 15 minutes as, as a warm up. That was, that was just how we got ready for practice, uh, showing that, uh, you know, we were, we were rather, uh, fit, uh, at the time and then, you know, spend a couple hours in wrestling practice and, uh, yeah, you, uh, you, you got fit, shall we say. Um, Okay. So traditional cardio zone two talked about some of those. We'll talk VO two max here in just a minute. Um, we talked about traditional and, and steady state zone two. We talked about swing snatches, uh, correlating to rowing, uh, looking at that, uh, pushing against that brief moment of pressure. Now, as we start to go into the iron cardio strength aerobics realm, now we're starting to use what we would consider more traditional strength training exercises and we're saying that we're getting a cardiovascular adaptation. There are two major issues with this. And I talk about this in the ebook. The two major issues are the pressure load and the volume load. So when you're generating pressure, uh, tension through the system, you're inhibiting the return of blood flow. And this creates the pressure load and the volume load. When there isn't as much blood coming back as it does freely during, uh, say, a zone two workout, we don't get the big stretch of the left ventricle because we just don't have as much blood flow returning. So that is where we start to talk about left ventricle hypertrophy because less blood is coming back. So we're not getting stretched and we're having to press it, press or push against the tension that's in the system. So we have to have a really strong contraction that doesn't have as much volume uh, or stretch to the uh, left ventricle. Then we start talking about left ventricle hypertrophy, where we get a thicker and less flexible left ventricle as a result of the pressure load and the volume load problems of trying to use traditional strength training for cardiovascular uh, impact. Um, so how do, how do we get around that? And why does iron cardio not have that problem? Um, it has a little bit of that problem. Because we're generating tension, but that's also why we we um, when you go from the ballistic of a clean to the press to the squat, we're really moving efficiently between different motor patterns, um, different uh, areas being active, 
holding the tension in different areas. Um, when it's the squat, it's primarily in the midsection. When it's the military press, we're really solid from the chest down. In the clean, we're we're actually we're being very efficient and and you know cleaning that up uh, into into position. If we add the snatch, you know now we get that uh, that kind of rowing rep in there where we uh, have that little bubble of pressure and then we're producing power against it. It's why staying to three to five reps and keeping the overall time that you're in the set 10 to 15 seconds at the most, uh, because we don't want to uh, contrast that with somebody who's trying to do sets of 12 in the squat and saying, I'm doing, this is, this is how I do my cardio. I did my 12 reps faster. Well, those 12 reps are still going to take you 30 seconds or so. It's actually too long of an extended effort. You're under tension for too long. Now we're really fighting the pressure load and the volume load. What we see in chains and complexes with the iron cardio work and, and things of that nature is um, a clean, a press, a squat, 10 to 12 seconds of work, uh, typically where we're changing uh, the emphasis of where the tension is. Uh, so we are, and then we're allowing some recovery. And so we're avoiding the long held tension that would lead to a lot of problems in the pressure and the volume load. And there are peripheral adaptations to cardiovascular training that, that we sometimes lose sight of capitalization, mitochondrial efficiency, the local muscular endurance, uh, and, and, um, efficiency and, and, and capacity, uh, that, that we've alluded to. So I think that uh, when we look at it from that standpoint and we acknowledge that, yes, if we were doing sets of 10 or 15 and we were sticking with a, a heavy load in the same pattern, we do absolutely run into the volume load and the pressure load problems of the cardiovascular adaptations. So is doing iron cardio the same as doing zone two? No, um, but it's not the same as trying to use the bench press or the squat uh, for with higher repetitions as quote, uh, and talking about the cardiovascular uh, impact. So there are some differences in there and um, acknowledging that uh, the the way I have it designed and the way Pavel and, and, and everything talk about strength aerobics, we're really avoiding some of these issues that come along with trying to use a strength training move as a cardiovascular move. Absolutely. And, and you know what, I think the other thing people need to really understand is, is what's going on in between the sets, right? Because, um, as you hold onto a kettlebell, you know, 10, 12, 15 seconds, you're going to get a little bit of muscular occlusion. You're going to limit blood flow, right? That's just what happens. You, you, you tense a muscle, you limit blood flow. It's occlusion one-on-one, right? Um, and that's why the duration of the tension is very, very important. That's why Brett is giving you those guidelines. Um, but in between sets, that's why fast and loose and doing a little bit of breathing, you know, there's other, uh, there's other ways that you can, um, sort of recover in between, um, fast and loose drills are fantastic. Uh, boxers bounce. Um, I do an exercise kind of called a heel drop where you're, you know, you kind of breathe in, get up on your tippy toes and you let all the air out and you kind of, kind of let your heels kind of slam into the ground. It kind of, kind of forces the air out of you, but Regardless of what you want to use, it's it's accomplishing the same thing, right? We're trying to increase blood flow via fast and loose because what did we do? We just occluded it. So by moving our arms around and trying to quote unquote shake off the tension, we are facilitating blood flow, which is going to hopefully uh, um, increase our recovery time intraset, intraset and allow us to do more work over time. 
Um, and uh, it's, it's, th there's a lot going on there and it's not just because it, it's fun, right? It's, it's uh, really what, what Brett's doing is he's taking these sort of laws of physiology and putting them in a digestible template. that just makes sense. Um, but just remember when it comes to your rest in between the longer in general, I'm not going to say this for the whole, for everybody, but the longer you hold on to the bell, the longer you're going to have to rest. If you want to accrue volume, um, if you've ever done very, very like long chains or complexes where you're holding on to the bell for 45, 50 seconds straight, you're not doing 10 seconds of fast and loose and, hopping right back and doing it again. You just, it's just not going to happen. So, um, but those are the reasons why all of those other components of, of uh, training are so important because again, we have to, we have to do things to facilitate blood flow and fast and loose and breathing and, and, and trying to sort of shake out the tension is super, super important. And uh, it makes a huge difference for sure. Absolutely. And uh, kind of, you know, just discussing briefly the VO2 max uh, sort of uh, situation. Let's look at it as a uh, just kind of a, a nice ballpark measure of the, the efficiency of the body uh, cardiovascular system, taking into account the gas exchange uh, and the, the energy system efficiency um, in, in uh, the working areas um, as, as we're turning over oxygen and waste products. It's there's a lot involved, um, and I've actually never tested VO two max. Um, I know that there's a significant genetic component. Um, you you kind of at a, at a certain point you got what you got. <laughs> yes, it can be improved, but there's a ceiling, uh, and that ceiling can be different um, based on the individual. Um, so yes, it's trainable, but to what degree? Um, you really have to lay down some some testing and 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 look at. Uh, look at that efficiency. Um, who needs to worry about VO2 max? Um, you know, typically um, athletes that are involved in endurance activities that make VO2 max important. <laughs> there's there's a reason Lance Armstrong knew his VO2 max. Uh, he was in a very cardiovascularly demanding uh, activity and knowing his VO2 max was was useful um, in, in looking at his efficiency in that standpoint. Um, I think for a lot of general gen pop people and for a variety of athletes, it's not that important of a measure. Um, and we tend to look at it as kind of a, a gold standard or Holy grail. And, and is it good to know your VO2 max? I mean, if you can go get tested and, and go through the process and, and do that, sure. You know, it can certainly highlight, uh, your need to either increase or change your cardiovascular <laughs> activities, uh, looking at your efficiency there, um, and, you know, from, uh, I think it did, again, highlights this idea that, uh, the, the zone two work, um, is important. You know, how did, how did we end up going down this rabbit hole of, of high intensity interval training? Um, really people started asking for, it. well, I don't have 45 minutes to sit on a bike. I don't have 45 minutes to go for a, you know, 180 minus my age, um, heart rate, uh, jog, um, and, and the little key there on the Maffetone, you know, 180 minus your age zone two work is he wasn't talking about the average at the end. He was talking about maintaining that number for an extended period of time because you can do peaks and valleys and come out with an average heart rate that hits that 180 minus your age metric. That's not what he was saying. He wanted you to just get there and stay there uh, without the uh, hills and valleys. 
uh, the peaks and, and valleys of the of the heart rate. Um, so you need to do some sort of zone two work. Um, I think that's kind of unavoidable. Um, I, I, you just got to do it, but you also need your intervals. And that's where I think um, swing snatches, iron cardio, you know, that stuff fits uh, in an intelligent interval or series fashion um, that can be supported by good zone two work. And that's where you're really going to move your VO2 max uh, and things of that nature. And uh, it's efficient. It's incredibly efficient when it comes to checking a lot of boxes. And 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 look, if you are short on time, I mean, look, I I you know obviously, I think that Brett's Brett's programming and his iron cardio stuff is fantastic. But literally, like if you're short on time, it's one of the best things you can, you can get you can get a lot done in 20, 25 minutes. The same reason why in our adult group training program we do total body lifts every day because it's simply about efficiency and trying to uh, safely put as much quality volume into uh, a certain amount of time and, and, and it needs to be safe. It needs to be effective. Um, and uh, if you are, you know, if you have some, some issues with time and you don't have a lot of time to work out, I mean, honestly, a little bit of mobility work and 20, 30 minutes of, you know, iron cardio, it'll, it'll check a lot of boxes. Um, and uh, it's, it's, it's very, very effective. And uh, you know, as far as I'm concerned, you know, bang for your buck it doesn't get much better than that. So, I mean, there, there's a couple of different ways to look at it, but you know, at the end of the day, um, I'm always, I'm always thinking about the minimum effective dose. Sorry. I like the, that, that, that was there. it. I mean, that was, that was just <laughs> slowly ramping up. Um, but anyways, no, but seriously, I mean, you know, joking aside, it's, it's efficient, it's efficient. And, uh, I'm actually running, uh, some, some variations and Brett and I had talked about it a little bit, some things that I'm trying, but, um, look, give it a try. It's, it's a lot of fun. And, uh, and, uh, it's a, it's a very simple and effective way to train. And, and, uh, I think you'd be very surprised at the results as well. So, um, you don't have to do everything. You just have to do something that's repeatable and consistent. And that's the end of the day. Cause if you try to do everything, <laughs> you'll probably end up doing nothing because you'll be overwhelmed. Yeah. Cheesecake factory. Yeah. That's what it is, man. In, Too many things on the in, menu. Yeah. Go for some walks or, or rock do, you know, whatever your flavor is, uh, do your swing workouts, swing your snatch workouts. Uh, those, those are still really important to spend time on, but, uh, you know, diving down the kind of iron cardio rabbit hole and, and, um, uh, building your strength uh, and your conditioning in a, in a time efficient manner uh, makes a, does make a big, big difference for, for a lot of folks. And I think that, uh, but it's, it's with the acknowledgement that uh, I under the, the title of iron cardio is almost like clickbaity, right? Mm -hmm. I, 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 it, it was purposeful. I, <laughs> well, and it was given to me by uh, one of my students who uh, just used that term. And I was like, Oh, I'm I like that. Write it down. Exactly. Um, so, you know, it's, there's obviously we've, we've done uh, a little bit of a surface, uh, flyby on, on some of these very, very well researched, studied, uh, concepts that, that, that underpin cardiovascular training. Um, there's, there's resources out there that you can go for the deeper dive. Um, but, um, you know, the, the peripheral adaptations, the looking at, at cardiovascular training from more than a VO2 max perspective, I think there's a lot of reasons uh, to look at the the wisdom of having uh, a multi-layered approach um, like, like we've talked about. Absolutely. No, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, um, I think you got to just 
you know, with a lot of this stuff, you just got to do it and figure it out and uh, put the time in and figure out what works for you. And uh, I know we all want to be told the exact recipe, but um, sometimes you just got to get your, your hands a little dirty and, and see what sort of how your body responds. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it's okay to experiment. It's, it's okay to have some fun with it, right? It's okay to to try new things and and uh, make it a little bit more interesting. Because um, look, training is going to get boring here and there. We understand that. So, you know, using some iron cardio, doing a few other things here and there. It's, it's just, it's a change of pace and a ch- it's a change of scenery. And uh, it's a lot of fun too. I, I, I'm, I, gotta, I gotta tell you, I really enjoy that style of training, uh, especially recently as well. You know, doing a lot of jujitsu, it seems, uh, my body seems to respond quite well to it. So, but um. Any words of wisdom, Dr. Jones, as we wrap this up? Go buy our uh, cardio. In, in, well, that and uh, in the <laughs> words of uh, uh, the famous Dr. Indiana Jones, it's not the years, honey. It's the mileage. That is it. That is it. So we're going to leave it at that. Uh, we want to thank all of our listeners for uh, for joining us today. And uh, again, if you could do us a positive review uh, on whatever platform you're listening to, that would be fantastic. Even though someone gave us a two-star review, even though it should have been a five, I don't know who that was. So we're going to find you. And uh, I think it was an error. So if you're listening to this, go fix that for us, will you? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, maybe you think we suck and that's okay, but um, we will see you all next week on our next episode. Take care now. Hey friends. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, we're going to ask you for a favor please leave us some positive reviews. Be sure to subscribe and share with your friends, family, and colleagues. Thanks again for listening to the Minimum Effective Dose Podcast.